first show was on June 7th of last year, and we're approaching that, and I was going to do a year-end by myself, and a friend of mine said, hey, why don't you have your mother on? She's seen all the episodes. She could probably add to it. thought it was a great idea. So we did a show. It was a great show. It was very funny. She was she was awesome. The you see, You're not supposed to use it. I found out you're able to use an iPhone as a guest, but you had to download the app. So my mother did that. But the video was choppy. That's why if you saw the picture I put up on my page, we had done the show, but it was kept cutting out. And then I tried to do the tracks uh, separately, and they were too close together. Like I, I would ask a question, and she'd be answering it before I even finished, so I couldn't do that. We tried it again on Sunday, and it didn't work, so I'm just going to do it by myself. So hopefully it comes out somewhat good. It won't be as good as with her, but I'll give you a little bit of feedback. So let's just talk about the year, how it went, uh, give you a little quick play-by-play on each each show. Uh, my first episode was with Shannon. Shannon came by on June 7th, or oh, well, close to June 7th, and it was, a, it was a rainy day. We were in the garage, and Shannon was very funny. She's a great guest. She's very well-spoken. She doesn't really care what she says. She tells it like it is, and she's not afraid to tell funny stories. Uh, she's just... She was a great guest, but I, what I remember most is the the, the timing. The, it was the light, and I think it was like a, because it stopped raining, and there was like a purple sky. It was really cool. You know, the train goes by, and she was just a lot of fun. She was a good guest. I've had her on since then, and she doesn't disappoint. Uh, one thing my mother and I did learn, though, is that if we spent too much time talking about each episode, there's 25 episodes, it's going to take over an hour to get it done, so I'll be a little a little more brief. That, that I did learn. I don't have my Stoneham shirt on. I'm going with the uh, the blues for Krista, the rest of development. Uh, Laurie Mayo was my next guest. She, of course, is a huge Dave Matthews Band fan, huge Howard Stern fan, photography, and Laurie's, the best day of Laurie's life was when Howard Stern had Dave Matthews, band, Dave Matthews on his show. And the funny part of that was that she was at an airport and couldn't watch it. So she was texting me how miserable she was, and here, here she's going on vacation, but she's miserable because she can't hear this interview. Anyway, she got to hear it when she got back, and she loved it. She's been she's been on a on a high ever since. Uh, following Shannon, we had Larry Burns, who was a good friend of mine. He's actually sponsoring the show, although I'm not happy with it because it's been screwing up lately. But it's not Larry's fault. And Larry came over, and he had just recently broken up with his girlfriend. And I was like, Larry, you got to talk about this. This will be great. You, you'll, no, I can't talk about it. It's too soon. It's too soon. I was like, all right, fine. So he came over for the purpose of watching the fights, the UFC fights. So we ended up talking about probably an hour and a half about the UFC fights. And we got upstairs at the t- to watch the fights here. And he said to me, I, I, I said, Larry, I was like, you know, he started talking about the breakup. And, and it was so, I kept, I kept thinking to myself, this is a great podcast. I wish we had done this. But uh, I, I even joked about it with him and he agreed, but. It was just too soon, but maybe someday. Maybe I'll come back on and we'll talk about it. Larry's in a much better place now, and thank you again for sponsoring the show, Larry. After that, I decided to do a bonus episode. It wasn't scheduled. It just kind of released. It was the Needless to Say podcast. I met them in Rhode Island Comic Con, I think, two years ago from a friend of mine, Christy Joy, who I still need to have the show, have on the show, and I will. I went up to them, and I told them, hey, we have a mutual friend. I, I mentioned Christy's name, and... First, they rolled their eyes and went, ugh, her again. But that's just the way they are. They they, they love her, and they, they actually had me on their podcast. But true to needless to say fashion, Craig screwed up the video and the audio, so they never released that episode. 
and they were taking shots at my podcast. It, good naturedly, so I just returned for some friendly fire. It's only like eight minutes long. It's it's just me talking about re- rebutting their uh, f- shots fired at me. While I have you here, I'm just going to show you a little something. Here, a little V8 energy drink. I'm going to take a sip, as I always do. Excellent. Now, after the Needs to Say bonus episode, I had Tom Grady come by. And Tom Grady and I go way back. He's been a friend of mine since, I don't know, I don't know what grade, but a long time. And he had uh, he just gotten back from a July 4th party. We talked about that. We, of course, talked about Carnival Ball. My mother would be upset if I didn't tell you her favorite part of the Carnival Ball is where junior year I made fun of Mr. Campagna. I did a stand-up routine, and I wrote all the jokes except for one. Mr. Carino, who recently passed away, had me do this joke about Mr. Campagna, and it got the biggest applause. It actually kind of shocked. I remember being shocked at the amount of noise it brought up. Uh, for those who don't know, Mr. Campagna was a runner. And I'm saying was as if he, I don't even know if he's alive or dead, but but he wasn't. Well, maybe he's still an honor. Either way, he was a very hairy guy. Yeah, he's hairy, I tell you. And the joke was that I just saw Mr. Campagna running, and I told him, "Hey, I love your sweater." And he says, "I'm not wearing one." Oh, so it's it was. But the cloud the crowd erupted, whether it was funny or not. I think they just liked the fact that I made fun of Mr. Campagna because who didn't love that? Uh, but Tom was great. He uh, brought over. He had a little. He, he's a beer connoisseur. And we, we spoke about a bunch of things, and I promised him I'd have him on again, and we'll talk about other things as well. Next up is the one episode that I regret not doing. I regret the way I handled it. I was going to Larry's to watch UFC fights, and I went up to Stoneham, and I rented a room for Friday night and Saturday night. No, Friday night. And I had the show after this one I'm going to talk about over Friday night and we hung out and I'll get to that in a second but Saturday morning I had Melissa Passanisi on and Melissa was wonderful she brought me a coffee she she called up was early um, <clears throat> and I had seen before Laurie Mayo's podcast was about a half an hour and I remember one of her comments was I love the podcast Laurie was great I think she said she was a delight but she she also said perfect timing perfect perfect amount of time for a podcast so I know she likes 30 minute podcasts I like to go until it's done if it takes I like to go at least 30 minutes if it goes 30 and it's over fine if it goes an hour and a half it's fine I'm not gonna stop somebody when they're on a roll to say listen I got a time restraint because I don't but I wanted to make hers 30 minutes I didn't ask her I just decided I was gonna make it 30 minutes and we were going through, and, and I also, that's not why I regret it. I, I, I regret it because nothing she did. I made a huge mistake. I was finding it very easy to just roll off of people, and it's got to be a better way to say that. I was finding it easy to continue, follow the conversation. If, if you're going one way, I'm not going to bring you back on track. I'm going to let you go and see where it goes. And I said, 30 minutes, I don't have to do anything. I didn't have anything ready. I just was going to talk, and she was going to answer. It was going to be great. We hit a wall. She was done with something that I couldn't figure out. I hit the wall, not her. I couldn't figure out where to go from there. So I got flustered. And as time goes with dead air, it's the worst feeling in the world because nobody wants to hear dead air on a podcast. So I'm trying to think of something to say. I think I repeated myself or something or asked the same question twice, uh, which is repeating myself again. But basically, 
I just said anything that came to my mind because as each second went by, I felt worse and worse and worse. And I just, I, I didn't like the way it came out. It wasn't Melissa's fault. She was great. And she did a charity. I think it was Haymakers for Hope or Hope for Hay. I, I, I forget exactly. I think the word Haymakers was involved. And that's why I wanted to have her on. She's a good athlete. She was running. She was doing boxing. All this cool stuff. So I wanted to have her on. We talked about that. And I ended up bringing up something stupid. And I just, I wish I had a do-over for that because she deserved better. Anyways, but the night before that, I taped an episode called Come and Knock on Our Door, the Three's Company uh, theme song, Come and Knock on Our Door with Krista and Don, Krista Turley, Sissia, and Don Tolman Shula. And we talked about, uh, Krista, and I, well, I didn't really talk to Don, Don and Krista did most of the talking. They were talked about all kinds of stuff. Just It was just funny that they're best friends in real life, real life, as opposed to this life, the podcast life. And we all get along and it was just, it was great. We just, I think we went for like, over two hours and it was just it just was natural it was just funny it was just a lot of talking over each other which isn't always good but um it was just a lot of fun they're they're great and i've, I've had krista on a couple more times since then don don's tough to get a hold of don 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 needs an agent she won't do things because we made fun of her we, we brought up her old nickname the crack of dawn which she didn't like and if you've if you've so if you heard the episode you know what i'm talking about if you don't crack of dawn you can figure it out but um, I hope to have Don. I hope Don. I hope they're doing well, and well, maybe we'll catch up with them again soon. The episode after that, Krista returns with Bonnie, and they we have a little thing called hashtag But First. It was supposed to be a reality Big Brother Survivor type of thing, and it turned into Ninety Day Fiance. But what stood out the most was there was a woman who lives in my complex. She has a dog named Duke, and they walk around. I see them all the time. I go out to get the mail, whatever. I always bump into them. We talk and we're in the garage uh, doing the podcast and she walks in, she walks by and we know, Hey, I don't ignore the people. If you've heard it, you know, I'll introduce them or whatever, or, or at least acknowledge them and they keep going. But Cheryl decided to come in with her dog for like 10 minutes. And I don't think she knew that we were actually taping to her credit, but um, we were, and one of the funniest parts about the whole thing was while while Cheryl was talking, Bonnie and Krista can be, I can hear them in my headphones, they're going, they're holding the mic and they're going, this is really happening, like what is going on, I can't believe, and I, I'm laughing at that now, it was just, it was, it was probably the best part of the episode to be honest, no disrespect to those two, but it was very funny because you, you just heard someone who didn't know what was happening, just be real and then she brought someone else over and he's like oh he's a comedian he's funny say something funny and of course he wasn't funny at the time maybe too much pressure i don't know much like me i i think i'm funny but I, i'm not and it's probably what he is too so we got along well and what what krista and, and bonnie don't know is that that day it was raining out that day actually it was raining outside right and um or how about this it was raining outside now that doesn't work the other one's better uh there's a i, I found a frog and I, I named the frog Wendy. And I, I, Krista had her, you'll hear it later, but she had a DNA test done. And I had that done with the frog. And it turns out that the frog, Wendy, is 99.9% amphibian and just a tad Polish. I'll be here all week, folks. I'll be here all week. Anyways, after that, Shannon came back. And Shannon and I talked. We were going on for... It was at least two hours. And I don't really take anything anyone says seriously. I always assume they're joking. So 
Shannon looks over at me and she says, hey, by the way, where do you go to the bathroom around here? I was like, there's a couple of cups right over there. I'm always joking about the back of the garage. There's a bed. There's a room. There's all kinds of stuff. So there's a couple of cups anytime you want. And she laughs and we start talking. And she goes, well, a minute later, I felt so bad because she goes, no, I really have to pee. Whoa, okay. So I was was like, hold on a second. I'll toss her the keys. She went. And the thing was, we were going to, I was just going to keep talking. I don't want to pause. I just wanted to keep talking. So I lasted about 10 seconds. I went, I'm just closing this. But we could have gone on forever. So we did you guys a favor. It was like two and a half hours. It would have been six if we had kept going because Shannon was on a roll. And um, she's great. I hope you guys liked her. My mother, I, my mother, I don't, she loves the Shannon episode. Shannon and Krista are probably my two, can I say that? Yeah, it's my podcast. I can say what I want. Those are probably my two favorite guests. I love everybody equally. But um, those two stand out. After Shannon, I had my friend Damon on. Damon's a big wrestling fan. When I say big, I mean big in the sense of the word and a big wrestling fan as well. But what's interesting about Damon, he doesn't really care about the WWE, the professionals. He wants to see all the indies, all the locals. He's the guy that's in uh, the Brockton VFW with a capacity of 20 people in the front row screaming at the guys. And what's good about that, though, is I've been with him a couple of times, and we've actually, I've actually seen, he's seen, probably seen more than I have, definitely, but probably definitely. Makes sense. So he's going to see, he's seen people go to the big leagues, and I've actually seen one guy that made it to the big leagues, and it's pretty cool to say, you know, I knew you back when. I don't really say that, but it'd be cool to. And Damon talks forever because he does all these stories. His goal is to see 100 shows a year, which if you do the math, it's a lot of traveling. He's just got some interesting stories. So even if you don't like wrestling per se, the stories are very well well said by Damon. Uh, after Damon, we had two chicks chatting on Chatting with George Noonan. So obviously, obviously I'm going to call the episode Two Chicks Chatting with George Noonan. Denise Lacaruba went to school with me. Um, I've known her for a long time, and she ended up, she was a DJ on, I don't want to say the station because I don't remember. I mix it up. I, I made that mistake with Mike Went. So I'm not going to say the station, but it's a popular one. And she met Kim Collins there. I believe she met her there. And they're doing their own thing. They do a Facebook Live. I've seen a couple episodes, and they're basically just sitting. The ones I saw, they were curbside at a restaurant just chatting with people as they go by and just having fun and being goofy. They actually went live on my podcast in my garage, and some people saw it, and they jumped in. That was pretty pretty cool. Uh, Kim does her own entertainment company, I think it's called. Kim Collins Entertainment would make sense. That's what I would call it. Well, I wouldn't call it that. I'd call it George Noonan Entertainment, but Kim Collins works perfectly well. But what happened there is it's the first time my I was doing audio only in the Zoom 6H is what I had. It was highly recommended. It's a great product, but it crapped out. I, I had, Kim had could only stay like an hour and a half, I think it was. So the three of us did, did the podcast for an hour and a half. Kim left, and Denise stuck around, and we kind of caught up. We, we were recording it, so we had like another hour of just Kim and myself. I'm sorry, Denise and myself. It was really good, so I went to go release it. Was just gonna, I wasn't going to cut it in half. I was just going to release it as one, like a little bonus thing with Denise. And, and like the last 20 minutes or so, just you couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. You couldn't, you couldn't hear it. It wasn't there. So I told him, like, oh, we might have to do it over again. When can you do it? And I was like, well, you know what? I have, at least I have the two of you, so I'll just do that. But I, I think I had enough of Denise where I said in the beginning before the music started, hey, listen, this happened. It's going to cut off with Denise. Don't worry about it. It's not you. It's it, it's me kind of type of thing. 
So I, I hated that because it was really good stuff, but I tried to give you everything I had and that was it. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't, it finished weird, but that's not the first time it's crapped out. Get to that in a minute because up after that is Billy D, Billy Dentremont. Billy Dentremont is a real estate agent down here in the South Shore. And this episode is the best opus, best episode that nobody listened to. And the reason being is that we have maybe one mutual friend. So people who listen to me for me only don't know him and, and didn't listen. And Billy D didn't promote the show. And, and it's not even like you have to promote. It's not a rule. But normally, you know, you, you put out, hey, I did this. Lots of people do it. You don't have to. It's not a rule. But I suggested to Billy, hey, listen, nope, none, no one that listens to me knows you. So if you could. And he just never did, which is his right. But. You know, my mother, it's a great podcast. My mother loves that podcast. It's really interesting. He talks about all kinds of stuff. He had a, he made a shed office. He calls it the shed office. He's, he had a heart attack, which was an amazing story in itself. Uh, he's got like 12 grills and smokers in his backyard. We talked about that. It was, he can only do a half hour. I forgot to say that. He came because he had a show to, he had to show a house. So we, we, I, we got up an extra, extra early and we did a quick half hour. But it wasn't enough. It was he had I had that one I had to cut off because he told me to. But he was just so interesting. I'd love to have him back on, but <laughs> nobody nobody listened to the first one, so I can't ask him to listen to the second one. If you can't, if you know, I mean, if I'll have anyone on once, but you know, if you have a second time, it has to be be worth it. it he would have been worth it too. It, it's great. So if you get a chance, if you have a half hour to kill, listen to the Billy D. Billy D's Bro Codes. That's uh, it's a it's a great episode. After Billy D, we've got the birthday boys, Bill Saro, who owns the Fresh Catch in Mansfield, and I never know what the other one is. I want to say Easton. I really want to say Easton, so I'll say Easton, but it might not be. But the one in Mansfield, if you're going to the concerts this summer, maybe you stop by the Fresh Catch, tell Bill hello. He and I have the same birthday, and I decided since my release date happened to be on that day, I'd interview Bill Saro. I've, I've talked to him before. I was going to have him on anyways. I said, this is the time. And he didn't know we had the same birthday. I didn't know we had the same birthday. And I only know because Larry Burns and my mother have the same birthday. I was going to, I didn't do happy birthdays on my Facebook page until uh, September 21st, my mother's birthday. And when I looked at the birthdays on Facebook, it said Larry Burns' birthday as well. So I said, I'm not going to leave off Larry. That's rude. So I didn't, and then I decided that since then I would do birthdays for any guests that were on. So if your birthday was before September 21st and you didn't get a happy birthday from me, that's why. Tom Grady, so you can stop. You can take everything back you said about me because I know you yelled at me for that. Um, and I noticed that Bill Saro's birthday was on mine. I had no idea. So that was the premise to go there. It would be like his birthday episode, and I did that. And he was talking about it kind of – I didn't know what I was gonna, how I was going to tell him. But I had a, I had my license ready, and it, luckily for me, his son did some door work. Um, I don't know if he was a bouncer or just took IDs at, at somewhere. I forget. And and he had to check IDs. So I said, well, okay, well, what would he do with my ID? Which is a dumb question, but I was hoping he would catch it right away, and it, fresh catch, catch right away, and. He didn't, but he went along with it because I kept saying, well, what would he, what, he just, he, it was, it just sounds stupid, but he finally got it and he saw his birthday and then, you know, hilarity ensues and we had all kinds of fun. My mother actually is mad at Bill Sarah because all she gets out of that episode was that Bill Sarah was not a big fan of Tom Brady when he left. 
So my mother holds that 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 grudge like only she can. Uh, the next episode was the Phillies Rule episode. This episode is the introduction to my new music that my uncle DJ Jimmy B, author of Dirty Old Boston, did for me. He puts out music. He DJed his whole well, not not his whole life, but a big portion of his life. Uh, if you listen to his podcast, he he would take me in every summer. We would go to his radio show, and I would sit in the back and play with the records and play. What I, did. Yeah, I lived like I was like a, a king back there by myself, playing all the music I wanted. Um, <clears throat> and he'll do on his Facebook page. He'll he'll do a mix, like a forty-five minute to an hour mix. Just throw it out there, whatever he's feeling. And I listened to one, and it really I, I I've always loved his his mixes. I taped him every time I went there. Uh, he, it was great. I was like, wow. And at that time I was thinking I wanted to get some more music cause I wasn't a big fan of the music I had cause it was free. It was, you know, it was, it was crap. What are you going to get for free? Can I get crap, free crap? And I just didn't like it, but it was the best available. Um, I, Larry told me once, he's like, thank God you got rid of that music. I hated it. And it was his episode, him and Damon with the Phillies rule because we were on the baseball team, the Phillies and, um, we argue about this, whether it was minors or majors. I don't remember, but I want to say minors, but eh, I'm probably wrong. Anyways, that's what it was. And um, so my uncle gave me the intro, and, we, and I really wanted to get it out there because it was for that episode. I thought it would be pretty cool. Um, and, and he sent me a thing that was like five minutes long, and it was, I was like, it's great. I love it, but it's more like a song than an intro. I told him I'll just cut off a piece, and he said, "No, no, no, I, I don't do that yet. I'll, I'll get. I think I know what you want. I'll get it for you." So the very next day, he sent me that, and it, it's a little over a minute, but I don't care because it's 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 worth it. It's great. And for the outro, I just basically took the last. I think it's twenty seconds. I tried to find a nice spot to to cut it off, and that was me. That was my editing skills right there, put to work. I always claim I don't edit anything, but that I did edit. And I think it came out great, and they did a great job, and I think most people like it. And if you don't, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> so, but Damon and Larry, I don't remember much that we talked about except for Damon's dirty gym socks for some reason stick out. Because I think we just, we, I think we started with fights and ended up wrestling, and then just ended up just being goofs, pretty much it. Two and a half hours of that. So if, you, if you're interested in hearing some ridiculousness, that's the episode for you. After that was Andy Ferg. Andy Ferg runs the North Shore Roast Beef. I don't know what it's called now because it's had 24 to 26 different name changes because it keeps getting ratted out for whatever reason. I don't know. But that was the start of my phone calls. I didn't realize I could make phone calls and record it. So I started doing that. It was getting, I think it was getting a little cooler too because I started doing my Christmas episodes, which was a good thing because not many people want to head over to the garage when it's 30 degrees out. I don't care, but most people don't. And Andy talked for, I think we went for like 45 minutes, and he was driving around, I believe, and he was good. My mother my mother didn't, <laughs> my mother liked that episode, but more, more on that later. Um, but Andy's, I mean, if I'm being honest, I, I talked to Andy about it, and I said, hey, listen, uh, he, that was rude, sorry, for those who are watching, I just thought, pick my nose, but for the didn't have to tell you that, but I did. Okay, I gotta shut up now. Um, V eight. The um, his page. He had done a lot of publicity. He was on EEI. He was on um, other things. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it was a lot of things, and he promoted all of that. 
So I said, hey, listen, I go, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll do that for you if you were going to do it. He said, no, 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 I'll do it for you. Don't worry about it. I do it a certain way. I'm just going to tell these people to listen to it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'll take care of it. I said, great, I'll send you the link. Send him the link. He never did it, which is fine. He didn't have to do it, but he told me he'd do it. That's the thing. He actually told me he would do it. He never did. And it's kind of one of those things where, you know, if you tell me you're going to do it and you don't, it's not cool. If you don't say anything like Billy D, then I just, you do what you want. I can't, I have nothing to say because you never, you never committed to it, but he committed to it and he didn't. So I was a little out of favor with Andy there. Um, my next guest was my mom, Christmas with mom, and she told stories that <laughs> were funny, but I was questioned about a lot of them afterwards by people. Uh, Hummels, Hummels came up, apparently, you know, supposed to throw them down the chimney from the third story, third floor, but to tell that to a, I think I was, I think I was one when I did it. Uh... I wasn't really one, but that's the excuse I go with because my sister was alive. I blamed her. I mean, she did it. And so I must have been at least three. I'm going to go with three. I, do, I didn't know any better. But to be fair, the sound a Hummel makes when it drops down three stories is phenomenal. It's one of the best sounds ever. So naturally, I'm going to throw them all down. If you're going to do it, you do it right. What am I going to do, save one? If you see one, you'll be, hey, where are the others? If you don't see any, you might say, you just missed it. That's the odds I was taking. It didn't work because I got caught. <laughs> and, but she told other stories, too, that are a little embarrassing about the time she pantsed me on the green line. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, classic mom. After mom, we went to Florida to see Sharon. I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm just going to say Cernilia. Hope it's close, but Sharon and I did a podcast before Thanksgiving. I was doing these Christmas episodes. I was stockpiling them because I wanted to have them ready to go in case it's Christmas. Who wants to do a taping in Christmas time? So I wanted to get through the Christmas season. So I had these all just waiting and scheduled to go. <clears throat> and Sharon and I did a podcast. We did. It was so good. She was really. She stayed after work. We talked on the phone for a couple hours, and and it was it was good stuff. And then I went to to set it up, and it it wasn't there. It was I forget if it was just crappy or it wasn't there or something. Something happened where I'm like, Sharon, I no, I do have something. I'm sorry. It cut off. That's what it was. It cut off like halfway through. Um, because I know I did at least two hours or, or close to it. And it was like 40 minutes. And I was like, that's not right. So I went to the end, of course, and it, it was. So I told Sharon, I said, listen, I go, it's, it's not. And she just said, well, let's wait a couple of weeks and we'll do another one. Great. So eventually I called her back and we did another podcast. Unlike my mother and I who did the same stinking routine twice because it's this is like a a format. I'm, I'm going by shows. So I have a structure Whereas regularly my podcasts have no structure. It's just, hey, how are you? And if you get someone like Krista who just goes good and talks for 45 minutes straight, that's wonderful. That's what I want. I meant that with all due respect, Krista. I love that you do that. And, and that is what I want because that's what this is. It's not, it's not just me talking like now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> this is pretty, I don't know if this is entertaining or not, but if, if someone else was here, I, like my mother, we bounce back these things and stories come out of it and you just end up going somewhere else. Um, but but we did a whole different podcast 
because we could talk about whatever we wanted to. So we touched upon some things and uh, that that were different and some that were a little bit of the same, but it was, you know, after Thanksgiving. So that stuff was done. Then we started talking about Christmas and it was just a fun episode for me because I got to talk to her again for another couple hours and she's a great person. Uh, after Sharon was Mike Went, who was on a local show. It's a food show, Wicked Bites, here. And we taped this, I think it was early on in The Mandalorian Season 1, because he said to me in the middle of it, he said, I don't want to give away any spoilers. I said, Mike, this isn't going to air until whatever, the end of December, or something like that. He goes, oh, forget it, then. We'll talk. So he talked, but Mike was a great guest because he has he's done acting, so he had, he had a cool Matthew McConaughey story, uh, Emma Stone story, uh, a couple other stories. He just had a lot of good, he just had a lot of good stories, basically. He was try, having trouble with the pandemic. He was bored because he was, you know, one of those people that was out of work, and he was just out of his mind. And I assumed I'd be calling him because it was, kind of cold out and he's like no 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 I'll, I'll i'll go i'll go i'll come i'm like you serious it's it's abington he's like no no i'll go i want to i want to get out of the house so i it was a win-win i got to get mike out of the house he did the podcast he sat in the garage it was pretty cool we went for over two hours i think it was but it was never never boring it was just it was great i, I had a great time with mike um and then, but the problem was, is that when it was time to release, not the problem, but the problem with, with doing them so early was Mike had updates that he wanted to cover. And I said, listen, I just found out that I'm going to be doing YouTube as well. So why don't you hold off on that? And I'll have you on, on YouTube and we can discuss it then, maybe make another podcast out of it. And he said, fine, that's great. See, the problem I didn't, I, one, I didn't want to add another because Mike's a talker he's a good talker he's a good talker but but he's a talker he's got stories to tell and I'm not going to tell him listen I'm going to give you five minutes to update and you're out no I want to hear more stories so now I'm looking at probably a three to four hour podcast and I just don't think anyone wanted to listen to that so I was able to, to we were able to compromise and do it on on YouTube and, and do it that way so I promised him that but my first YouTube guest was Jessica Blaylock from Fox Miami or Fox Florida. I don't know which one it is. But she covers the Miami Marlins and the Florida Panthers, their baseball and hockey team, respectively. And my I was visiting my grandmother down Fort Myers Beach. If I'm being honest, it was to say goodbye to her because she was declining in health. So I said, i got to make one more trip down there, so I'll do that. And my grandmother's not one to to want to entertain. You meet for dinner, you do what you got to do, I do what I got to do, we'll meet here at five and I'll watch Mary Tyler Moore and we can eat. Um, so I said, Grandma, listen, I want to go to a baseball game. Do you care? She's like, nope, I'm going to church. <laughs> okay. So my only dilemma was do I go to the Tampa Bay game or the Miami game? I'd see, I've seen the Rays play in their stadium and if it was the Red Sox, I would have went, but it wasn't. So I said, I'm going to go to Miami. It's going to be a little longer drive, but I don't care. I'll take the old Tamiami. Tampa to Miami for those who were scoring at home and I had front row seat well a front row seat because nobody's going to those Miami games at the time uh, it was Giancarlo Stanton bobblehead day which is always an exciting day for me and I'm sitting there and I see this woman walking across the field she's obviously part of the organization and I said I said to the people behind me I already made some friends behind me Who, who's this and she's like oh it's Jessica Blaylock I go who? I go I like shrugged like like who and she she said she does. She told me what she does. And she said, you should get a picture. I'm like, you see her? She goes, yeah, go ahead. So I waited for the kids. I don't want to be standing in line with kids. So I, I went, when they left, I, she was right in front of me, like literally 10 feet. 
So once they were done, I went over and I said, hey, listen, I'm from Boston. And and she's like, oh, I love Boston. She talked to me for two to three minutes. I always say five minutes, but it's not five minutes. It's like two to three, which is a long time if you're talking to somebody who you don't know and you don't have to be there, I feel. She was very nice, and I took a a picture, and and that was it. And that was actually a no-hitter. That was the only no-hitter of the season in Miami. I mean, the only no-hitter of the season that happened to be in Miami. So I was there for a no-hitter. I went to one baseball game that year, and that was the game. So come shoot a year later or something, or however long it was, um, I'm looking for guests that aren't, you know, named Krista or <laughs> Shannon. And I, um, I on a whim, just I've sent out invites to people, and just, you know, you don't hear from people. You don't, they don't say no or yes, they just don't answer you. Celebrities, so to speak, quasi-celebrities. I'm not reaching for the for the stars. I'm not asking Denzel Washington to come on my show. Although, if you're out there, Denzel, you're welcome. Um, I said, let me ask Jessica Playlock. She was great. So I sent that picture of me with her, and I said, hey, listen, I met you at the no-hitter game. You were very nice. You love Boston. I'm from Boston. I was wondering if you'd be interested in being a guest. Talk about you know whatever you want. And within 10 minutes, which is insane because you just don't hear from people, she's like, yeah, absolutely, let's do it. I said, all right. And this is when I was recording like months in advance so i said well it's not going to be out until i think it was early february the first february episode and she's like well how about this how about we get a little closer to the date and then we do it because a lot of things are going to happen between now and then in my world and i want to be able to talk about it currently great no problem so i said i'll reach out a couple weeks before it also gives her an outer she wants to so I, i got back to her i said hey listen if you're still interested you know uh it's gonna air in a two weeks we can do it she's like absolutely here are the days i'm free you pick let me know boom we picked it we did it i did it in my i did it in uh it's funny because if you look at it, it's the first youtube thing and i didn't really put too much thought into it obviously because when i saw her she's got the lighting she's got this dress on she's got the background i'm in a t-shirt a hat and it's it's all white so i, I don't have lighting so i look just sloppy and and Krista made fun of me for that, obviously, but she she did deservedly so because it's funny because it really is like it looks like Beauty and the Beast, and for once I'm not the beauty, and that's rare as you all know. But um, that but she was great. I think we talked for 45 minutes because she had to leave, so I, she actually gave me an hour, but I wanted to get her a little early. You know, I do what I can for the people. But she was awesome. She talked about all kinds of stuff. Uh, she talked about Boston and she knew her stuff she wasn't just saying uh, I went to Cheers <laughs> uh, she was great she was really great and I she even retweeted what it out maybe look even maybe look even better when she retweeted what I tweeted thanking me and she was just she couldn't have been more classy for the first guest I just wish I was a little more presentable but I learned some lessons lighting matters after Jessica Blaylock I had uh Eric Hines, the king of Route 3 South. Eric Hines is the, I kind of think he's the president of Hines Corporation. I don't know his exact title, but he's Eric Hines. He's the man. He's got four restaurants in the South Shore, all on Route 3. There's um, Precinct 10 in Weymouth. There's Stockholders, which I think is in Weymouth also, but it's near me, so I call it in Abington. I don't know. Either way. It's stockholders. If you've watched the Fiendo Gourmet, you've, you've seen it. Uh, 420 North down in Plymouth, which I hope to get to this summer. And there's one in Quincy where I don't really know what it's called. I, I refuse to understand the name. I don't understand the question. I won't. And I, 
<laughs> I don't understand the question. I refuse to answer it. But uh, I don't know where, to, I don't know what's called. I always forget. He's told me, but I forget. And he has a great story about, you know, he never leaves because I'm trying to get him to go to the North Shore. He's got great food, great product, and people love him. He's like, I don't go to the North Shore. Because I went to the North Shore once, and this is my mother's favorite part of this episode. And it was for Kowloon's because he's friends with the Animan Brothers, of course, the Phantom Gourmet people. And he went to Kowloon, and they treat the Animans like kings there. So he got the royal treatment. He said it was like Las Vegas. It was just... It was amazing, but Eric's got a lot of stories. He's been on TV campaigning for restaurants during the pandemic since it started. Uh, he's now he's starting to win. It looked didn't look too good from he's he was fine. It was other people. He was fighting for everyone else. That's the difference. He wasn't fighting for his restaurants. He was fine. It was everyone else. So um, he's a great guy, and I, for those who listen to it, I hope you guys liked it because he's a lot of fun. He's a good interview. Uh, after that, I went with Christine Eileen, who is a nurse. She, I went to school with her. I've known her since, I think, the fourth grade. She's a nurse, and I just wanted to talk about what she dealt with during the pandemic, the vaccine. She got vaccinated, so I wanted to hear how she responded to it and how it took and, and what her thoughts were and just her her take on the whole pandemic. And, of course, we went off track. It's what you do. It's what we do, as Harley Quinn would say. It's what we do. So we did. And she was a lot of fun. Um, people couldn't handle her Boston accent though which is funny because I think everyone in Boston has a Boston accent not that all my listeners are from Boston but I think you've come to accept it but I guess hers is a little thicker than usual I told my mother that she's like I don't know is it because my mother's is very thick as well for those who have ever speaking to her, spoken to her or heard her talk she's come on you know she's just wicked wicked <laughs> as I say that she's wicked pisser how about that I'll go full I'll go full Boston on you she's wicked pisser so, but I had a great time with Christine. She actually cried in this episode, and not not fake. It was like she was really touched about something. I she was talking about something. Uh, well, yeah, obviously, no, she was talking about nothing. We, we did a Seinfeld episode. She talked about nothing, and it was great. I figured what it was, but it was I, I didn't know what to do. I wasn't expecting it. Um, it's funny because you always say, "Oh, I want to have." You, 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 you think about these scenarios where your podcasts that make the headlines because someone cried or someone got in, got into a fight or whatever, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I'm looking at her on the screen. I can't, you know, console. I just like, I was just like, you're good, you're good. I, I don't know. I just, I felt dumb, but it was a very heartfelt episode. I thought she was really good. And if you can handle a Boston accent, you might want to give it a shot. <laughs> but if you can't, you might not want to watch it. Uh, after that, I had the return of Mike Went. There was a stipulation, though. I told Mike originally. I said, listen. I know you just started, Mike started a podcast with Andy Ferg of North Shore Roast Beef fame. And I said, listen, you can talk about whatever you want, but I was being very petty, if I'm being honest. I said, I, I'm not I'm not promoting your podcast because of, because of what Andy did. Didn't do, I should say, because he promised me and he didn't do it. So I just, I, I feel if you're going to tell somebody to do something, you do it. So you he didn't do it, so I'm not going to give him any promotion. And, and Mike agreed. He said, not a problem, I understand, whatever. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? That's pretty petty. Um, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to regret this down the road not or, or have them have anything bad to say about me. So I called Mike I, or I talked to him. I said, listen, you can talk. Let's do it. Let's do it about it. I'll have you both on, and we'll we'll do that. We'll do it. And, and this is the episode of my mother absolutely, well, I, I guess she does hate it. Hate's a strong word. She wicked dislikes it. All right. Um, you know, they would they would just finish doing their episode of, of nonsense, 
and they parlayed it over to me. They, I think they took like 20 minutes to take a breath and then they started my podcast, but they continued drinking and they, um, continued their podcast, which meant it, I, I just said, which I don't care. I knew I'd be a third wheel. So I was just ready to just hand you the keys and go. It's your podcast. It's my show, but it's your podcast. If you want to talk about your podcast and, and continue it when nobody knows what you're talking about, that's fine. If you want to just promote it, that's fine. Whatever you want to do. So I think <laughs> they got drawn. Like I said, I didn't care. I had no problem with it. I knew I was a third wheel and I, I knew that going in, but my mother didn't like it because, um, they were just drinking, and I don't know. She just, she was she just wasn't a fan. But it is called nonsense. So I mean, realistically, it was truth in advertising. So I can't really complain about that. But um, yeah, so that left kind of a a weird taste in my mouth. So I said, I need a home run. I need my next guest to be a guaranteed home run. Who am I gonna call? Say your name with me. We call Krista. I said, Krista, I need you to be my next guest. And I explained it to her. She goes, "That's great. I'll get Larry. It's her husband. I'll get Don." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." I go, "I'll, I, I want them both, but I, not this time. I need you. I need you, and me to just do a podcast and just have fun." She goes, "All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait." She says, "Do I have to be camera ready?" And I went, "Yes, you will be on YouTube." She's like, "All right. I'm in. I'm in." So Krista and I talked for. Uh, it was over an hour. I think it was close to two hours. And if you haven't heard it, you're you're missing it because that's an obvious thing to say. If I haven't heard it, I'd be missing it too. But anyways, you really should check it out because Krista was so funny. She's got a, she makes ice interesting. Ice is frozen water for those who don't know. Well, people in Italy don't know apparently, but frozen water, you will laugh about frozen water. It's true. It's true. And her DNA story that I mentioned before about Wendy the Frog. Great. St- she's she's hysterical. And, and first, it's just, you know, her and I goofing around. But then she starts telling these stories, and they're just, she's great. She's fantastic. Her stories are funny. Um, it's what I needed, and she helped out a lot. I actually I actually know this. I know I know someone who watched her her episode and didn't, doesn't know her from a hole in the wall. And she told me she's one of the fun. She's she loves that episode. She she saw it on YouTube and she thought it was fantastic. She she loved her storytelling. She said it reminded her of her and her sisters. And she just she just enjoyed it thoroughly. And she didn't even know her. So even if you don't know Krista, you should definitely either listen to or watch that episode because I may be biased, but take it from someone who doesn't even know her. She loved it as well. So go ahead check that one out. Um, after Krista, I had Super Pat World. My cousin Patrick, who also shares my birthday, I, I, I had it by myself for so long, and then this clown comes along. But if I have to share with anybody, it's going to be Patrick because Patrick is great. Patrick found out that you can get paid to play video games. Because I joked, I said, Patrick, let me get this straight: you get paid to play Donkey Kong, and he goes, "Well, you're not far off, but no, but you're you're, you're close." He gets paid to play video games. And I find that fascinating. I find it fascinating because I didn't think of it. And I find it fascinating because it actually works. I don't know who does it, but people do. I had him on. I reason I actually had Patrick on, to be honest, is because when I first started podcasting, <laughs> sounds so so pompous. When I first started, po- Muffy, when I first started my home, 
Uh, Muffy? There's got to be a better name than that. <laughs> Sounds like a... No, never mind. Um, he reached out to me and he said, hey, listen, he goes, I heard your podcast. I think it's great. You have a, I love your voice. I think you do a great job. You talk to the people. Whatever he said, I'm not trying to pat my own back. Pat, pat will pat my back. Pat will pat my back. Try saying that. And I said, that's great. I appreciate it because I knew he was doing the stuff. I'd seen him on Facebook. It's super Pat World. And I've, I've seen him, you know, I've seen my, my aunt comments on it. And it's, it's he, he has like, at the time, he had 16,000 followers. And I made the mistake of saying, hey, listen, you know, congratulations. You got 16,000. And then he, he sent me a picture. Uh, you're wrong, doofus. It's 18,000. He was kidding, of course. But the point was made that it, he's getting them all the time. I don't know what he has now. But he's, I'm going to get yelled at for saying 18 right now, probably. But he's very um, well versed in in doing that stuff, and he actually I watched he made videos for he works with special needs kids. Great segue there, and run on sentence by the way. Um, he did videos showing them in the mundane thing like how to wash your hands for what is it twenty seconds, just all the things you have to do. But he does it in a in a way that's kid friendly, if you will. Um, and he's just great at it. He's very animated. He's he's funny. He knows how to edit things. And the funny thing about Patrick, I learned, I don't know if it was during the podcast or after, because we actually talked for like two hours afterwards, which I wish I was recording, because it was a just as good a podcast, because we were just talking freely, nothing, not, to, not that Patrick turns into a maniac when he's off the air, but, you know, he, he was kind of on a little bit for the for the episode. And then afterwards we were talking, it was, just, it was an equal, if not better podcast than what we did earlier but I digress because I didn't tape it so if I didn't tape it it didn't happen but I learned that he is as great as I thought his videos were he didn't like them because they weren't his perfect vision he wanted he expected up here and he got here whereas I was like oh I'm expecting here and he got here (laughs) it's not it's like Chris Farley it doesn't hurt here not so much here or here but here anyways um but he's a perfectionist and and he he wanted it to be he would devote hours to it. He would spend so much time doing his videos. They're like a minute long videos, but he's taking hours because he wants it to be exactly perfect. He's a perfectionist. And it shows because that's the way he does everything. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm lying. I don't know. Maybe just those. Maybe he's a schmuck everywhere else. Probably. But he's got her sister, Katie, who's the best. And that's all that matters because she's a great singer. And take that, Patrick. I got to get Katie on. That's what I should have done. Anyways, my last guest was my uncle Jimmy B, who gave me my intro music, and I told you he's author of Dirty Old Boston, and he's a very interesting guy. and And my uncle wanted to do. Here's the thing: I, I, my mother would back this back me up on this. We actually talked about it, so I'll, I'll cliff notes it right. Cliff note it right now. I was nervous. I asked my uncle early on. I knew I was going to do the podcast. I, you know, he's. I, I've done TV shows. I growing up, and I had, uh, you know, the, the, whatever. I've done this before. Basically, is what I'm saying, despite my my ability to talk a complete sentence right now. And I was going to do podcasting. I asked him. I said, "Hey, listen, you know, I'd like you to be on my my podcast." And it wasn't even. I was afraid he thought I wanted him only for Dirty Old Boston, which could not be further from the truth. My uncle has done all kinds of stuff that are very interesting. And I wanted him on. I mean, it's a bonus. Don't get me wrong. I, I wasn't gonna. It wasn't like we were not gonna talk about it. But I was afraid. He's like, well, I don't know. People have proposed. I, he he didn't know much about it, and he didn't want to. 
and I was just starting apparently. So he basically said, maybe I'll think about it. I said, all right, that's fine. That's fair. You know, he probably wants to see. And I found out, he told me on the podcast, he wanted to see how long I would go. Because most podcasters, they say, I think it's either seven or 10 episodes. They don't make it past that. I forget if it's seven or 10. I always say 10, but it might even be seven. So then the pandemic happened, of course. Actually, it was during the pandemic. He said we'd wait till afterwards, possibly. So I talked to him once. Um, I think it was, and he's no, he was number, he was the twenty fifth episode. So I, you know, I was established. So I, I asked, I reached out to him. I said, "Hey, listen, you know, now I'm doing this audio thing, video. You want to be on?" He's like, "Absolutely, let's do it." And I would have had him on without the Dirty Old Boston because his story, he has some great stories. He didn't touch upon them all. He wanted to stick to two specific topics. And we did for the most part, but he branched out. I think he got a little more comfortable than he thought he would be, and he started talking about things he said he wasn't going to talk about. Now I, I didn't egg him on. I didn't. He went there before I did. I I wasn't going to. I asked everybody before the show what's off the table, and I I won't talk about it because I don't want to be bringing up something by accident. I don't know where it's going to go. If it's it's not like this where I can say, well, this is what I'm talking about. Here you go. Here's your notes. It's just we're talking. Tell me what you don't want to talk about. I won't. And he told me what I do want to talk about. And he gave me two things. And I said, that's plenty. Well, he knew that was enough anyway. So he said, that's that's all I want. I was like, okay, great, no problem. So he veered off a little bit. So I went with him, but I could tell he was more comfortable than he anticipated maybe because I, I, was, I knew he was doing it. And I, I, I remember smirking as he was going there. Um, it was nothing major. It just he just wanted to keep it simple, I guess. But I think he had a good time. I, actually, I know he had a good time. And uh, he was a great interview, and, and he talked about the book becoming a movie eventually. And um, I, I, we talked about his music. Uh, he knows all kinds of people. Peter Wolf, uh, he had Mark Wahlberg in one of his classes. He was a teacher. So he's got some interesting stories other than those as well. And I just, uh, I could have done three hours with him based on his experiences. Um, it's a good thing we didn't, I guess. I, it would be <laughs> maybe if you wouldn't listen. I have no idea, but uh, he was very good, and uh, I'm very. I'm always, I'll always be appreciative of his willingness to set me up with my music. We talked about the the intro too, and I, I was talking about copyright and things, and he's like, I don't get permission. I just do it. Nobody, nobody's out looking for you. It's kind of funny. So it was. Uh, it was good, and that was my first twenty five. Podcast. I was gonna say videos, podcasts. I hope you enjoyed them. Some of them, all of them, one of them at least. I don't know, but uh, if this is your least favorite, I'll totally understand. But um, I appreciate you guys sticking in. There's a. I have a couple more on deck that I know, and they're gonna be fun. So stick around, and I hope you enjoy them. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.